God definitely wants us to uh, to grow in grace. So tonight I'm just going to share what uh, I believe the Lord is leading me into some of the things that I've uh, I've been meditating on. So I believe that uh, we are influencers. So right where you are, whatever you're doing, I want you to say this to yourself, uh, we are influencers. You know, you are an influencer, I'm an influencer, we are influencers. And as influencers, we need to understand what the Father is saying. Uh, a lot of things have been going on in the earth for the last uh, uh, 18 to 20 months, actually. In fact, uh, since the uh, late, or at least early December 2019, a lot of crazy things have been happening and uh, in the world with the virus and stuff. But I tell you this, uh, I do believe in the established church that you know God has given us that you know we can gather in buildings and all of that stuff. But I do believe in, during these times of what is happening, or at least what has happened in the world uh, with the COVID nineteen, uh, the 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 body of Christ, the the influence that we have as, as sons and daughters of God has grown exponentially. You know, though churches, uh, physical buildings. Uh, have been closed and you're not able to do it, uh, you cannot stop the the glory of God from spreading. And I, I believe God is is uh, allowing us to move. This is uh, uh, prophetically, apostolically, I believe we have just stepped into a different phase where we're not going to be limited just by, you know, uh, the church building and, uh, you know, uh, have people uh, gather in a place and, you know, worship the Lord. Because a few years ago, actually, the Lord gave me grace and the wisdom to get into, use technology uh, to preach the gospel, to share it out to people. And one of the things that I found with that was uh, with technology, you can, you can actually preach to a, a wider audience of people uh, without having to worry about how to get them into the church. And uh, at a very cost-effective way where we can actually take the gospel and influence the lives of people all across the world, uh, you know, even when we can't travel. Yeah, I, we love to travel. We love to, you know, go and minister. That is going to happen. It is it's coming to have a pass. But uh, the phase where we are right now having church on Zoom, you know, connecting on Zoom and worshiping the Lord uh, through technology, the Lord actually spoke to me uh, sometime around um, probably 2012, 2013, and actually told me, laid it on my heart. I was pastoring a church. We had a church building. We were renting a church building. I believe the Lord began to speak to me and tell me actually to, to, to move onto an online platform where you can actually have meetings online. And I, it didn't go well with me. I couldn't, uh, you know, digest the fact that you have to close the church and, you know, do these meetings. And um, But God in His grace, the Father in His grace was patient with me. He didn't push me, but He put that seed in my spirit. And uh, fast forward three years later, uh, four years later from 2012, 2013 to 2016, uh, there came a point where I had to close the church because we couldn't rent the building anymore. It was in bad condition and we couldn't get another building. And when that happened, uh, I believe the Lord led me to to get onto a sabbatical, uh, not uh, uh, preach for some time. I remember, uh, I think it was for over a year, I didn't preach. I just began to seek the face of the Lord. It was in that time that God uh, was doing something simultaneously with me. One was with the ministry in the church that I had to actually uh, give up my identity as a pastor because uh, you're a pastor, but you got no church. I mean, it doesn't make sense, right? <laughs> And I had to actually give that up and just trust the Lord to do things. And God opened up doors in the business for me in the in the financial world, uh, where there's where there's really really significant risk, uh, you know. And uh, the biggest financial industry in the whole world, actually, you know, uh, the forex market. And God began to teach me stuff. And so it was all during this one year when when it was a sabbatical for me, where God kind of closed all doors. Every single door was closed. I didn't preach for for over a year for over a year. And then God began to start doing things. He began to relaunch me back into the ministries, uh, not in the ministry actually, but in, into the business. And uh, once that began to start moving, God began to open doors uh, in the ministry. I think the Lord did that for a very special reason because that's part of what I'm saying tonight. We are influencers. God changed 
my situation, uh, my financial situation, my economical situation, uh, in and made me into an influencer in my area of expertise, so that when I stand up to preach, I can bring a word that actually bears weight because I'm experiencing what I am uh, preaching right now. So I'm not going to talk about the business side of things, but I'm going to talk about the uh, the spiritual side of things because I believe that every one of us are influencers, and I believe God wants us to understand what uh, He is doing. Uh, there is a paradigm shift that is happening right now. So if you want to just write that down, just go ahead and write it down. There is a paradigm shift that uh, that is happening right now. We are, like Sharon said, we are living in crazy times. And I'd like to say we are living in unprecedented times. Nobody could actually understand uh, what uh, we what what would happen you know, in, in 2020, 2021. 22. We don't know how things are going to be tomorrow. Uh, so it's very unprecedented time. It has impacted the church in ways uh, we never imagined before. Uh, a lot of churches uh, have, uh, you know, uh, felt that impact. Uh, some have uh, resorted to fighting against it. Some have resorted to taking it online and just going on because uh, now instead of ministering to just 500 people, you can minister to 5,000 people and your videos and audios are on demand. You can just click it, you got the video or the audio and you listen to it and it makes a bigger impact. So we are living in an unprecedented time. While what the earth or at least what the world sees as a turmoil, I believe that is a birthing time. Uh, the, there's a birthing that's taking place in the body of Christ. And this birthing uh, has a purpose. It, the purpose is, uh, I would say, the God purpose to bring us into that place of influence. Uh, 2016, I was having a conversation with uh, uh, one of my friends and brother from Durban, uh, Ricky, and uh, we were talking about this and we said, uh, God's word says to occupy and influence the earth, you know, to have dominion on the earth and, uh, you know, to, to be blessed. But if you look at the way the world operates, uh, 90% of the business world is controlled by people who are not uh, kingdom people. They're not Christian. They don't. They're not. Uh, they're not people who believe in the Lord. Very few of them, and uh, that is because the majority of Christians are on this. You know, I'll fly away one day. I'll fly away mode. You know, we're just waiting when to fly away, and uh, as long as that mentality, that mindset is there, we cannot be influencers. So I believe that that paradigm shift has come. Where where a lot of uh, mental uh, bondages are being broken, and the birthing is actually taking place. Where you can see the world is in turmoil; they don't know what to do, and God is giving us the grace uh, to to take that as a birthing. The turmoil for the world is a birthing for us, where we are being repositioned into that purpose, the God purpose. And the great thing about this is that this there's no geographical limit to this purpose of God. There is no socio-economic class or ethnic group that uh, that is being excluded from this. In fact, uh, this move of God, what I believe what God is doing, because uh, back in 2013, I believe God was, was telling me, or 2013, 2014, maybe uh, around that time, there's going to be a shift, there's going to be a shift, there's going to be a shift. Uh, I remember making banners uh, for Facebook on my wall and saying, the shift uh, apostolic mandate, the shift, uh, I probably need to look for that image and uh, uh, have a look at it once again. Because that, what God was telling me at that time, there's going to be a shift. Uh, I didn't realize what kind of a shift it's going to be. And uh, today, looking back, uh, that is exactly what he was telling me. There is going to be a shift. And those who are ready to run with it are going to move with it. And I remember sharing that, uh, you know, the shift, God's going to bring a shift. Uh, to a couple of friends uh, uh, who live close by to me, and uh, they didn't take it. And and until today, they are in the same situation. Nothing has changed. So I'm not saying they did something wrong. I'm just saying that I took it, I believed it, and uh, I know you believed it. I remember even uh, when when I uh, came to East London, I was ministering. I remember saying how that, uh, I think I spoke about finances one day, and I remember saying that God really wants us to prosper that you know we need to move from the place where we are into a higher dimension, uh, greater thing. And I believe this 
is that time for it, I believe. So it's not a geographical thing. It's not a socioeconomic, limited to a socioeconomic class or an ethnic group. Uh, it's everybody is included in this great paradigm shift that God is doing. Now, when the paradigm shift comes, we need to have clarity. So write that down and say, you know, I, I need clarity. The paradigm shift is there, but we need clarity. I, I like what Jesus, uh, you know, said, you know, he said, uh, what he saw the father do, he would do. What he saw the father, heard the father say, he would say. You know, Jesus uh, heard this, the voice of the father. But there were people standing around him who didn't hear the voice of the father. They heard it as thunder. Okay. So in John chapter 12, verse 28 and 29, we read this. He says, Father, glorify your name. Then a voice came from heaven. I have glorified it and I will glorify it again. The crowd that stood there heard it and said, that it had thundered. Others said an angel had spoken to him. Amazing. I'm going to be talking about angels and then I see angels popping up everywhere. So, I mean, if you preach about Jesus, angels have to come because, you know, they're always there with him. So, it, when I believe God is speaking even tonight to us every time he speaks to us and I believe tonight he is speaking to us. Uh, some will hear it as thunder. It's like, wow, that was amazing thunder. Some would say, you know, I think an angel spoke to me. And uh, the, the, the only issue with, uh, with some people saying angels spoke to them is that uh, some will not take it, but some will take it. Some will come up, you know, the super spiritual will come up and say, oh, we don't need the angels to speak to us. We've got the Holy Spirit. Uh, sorry, wrong number. <laughs> because if you go and read the Bible, the angels ministered even to Jesus. They came and spoke to him. They came and ministered to him. So, you know, we, we, we love to have angels come and minister to us. We call them, say, come, uh, or whatever. If you know the names, go ahead, call them. You what? No, they're fine. I mean, they, they love to come and minister to us. Right, and uh, so I believe we are going to see, uh, you know, a lot more of angelic activity, because I believe we're we're in a very unique uh, time. Okay, uh, Sharon, do I have a limit on how long I can preach? Absolutely not. Okay, <laughs> I just <laughs> I was just like you know, just in case I overshoot or something. Okay, great, thank you. So when the voice came, some people said, uh, you know, it's thunder. And you're going to have those people, they're going to walk into your meetings or listen to the recording and say, wow, that was powerful. Uh, I, I felt the thunder. I felt this. But, you know, they're not going to go and do anything else. Some are going to say, wow, I, I felt like I heard an angel speak. And they're going to take what they, what they heard and go and apply it. And some will say, you know what, an angel spoke. I, I, I better wait for the Holy Spirit, you know, super spiritual. But there are going to be some who say, I heard my father speak. Nothing wrong if you hear an angel speak. That's wonderful. But I'm just trying to make it, uh, you know, uh, the, the show the difference in what people heard when, when Jesus spoke to the Father and the Father responded. So when you speak or when we speak, we expect the Father to speak to us. And that's perfectly uh, normal. So we will hear the voice of the Father. We will do it. Some people may even hear the voice of an angel. You know, and, and they're just going to go out and do it because some people who don't know the Father uh, will hear the voice of an angel because angels, they are ministers to help people come to the knowledge of, of the, uh, the saving grace of Jesus Christ. And they are sent to bring people into salvation. So some people will hear the, the, vo the voice of angels when you speak uh, that will eventually usher them into a relationship with Jesus Christ. Okay, So we, we're going to hear uh, have this clarity it's not going to be just a, a thunder, but a clarity. Because when perception is unclear, participation in the divine purpose becomes difficult. Let me say that again. When perception is unclear, participation in the divine purpose becomes, un, becomes difficult. Because you, you're not clear what God wants to, to tell you. And uh, so you can't participate. It's like you're unsure. It becomes difficult because you're just not heard clearly. So I believe God is bringing us to that place where our perception becomes clear. There's clarity. So distortion of God's voice in our mind and spirit is, is one of the ways that, uh, you know, the enemy tries to keep us from fulfilling the purpose of God in our life. You know, some people, I remember some people saying, you know what, 
Carl, you have given up the church. You you stepped away from pastoral ministry. Are you sure this is what God is telling you to do? And there were times, I, I'll be honest, there were times uh, I sat down at home alone. Uh, Tabitha had gone to work. I would sit down alone and say, God, was it the right thing that I did by, you know, closing down the church and handing over the ministry? And I would feel a peace of the Lord. There were times uh, I would, uh, there was one particular time I was sitting down on, on the carpet with my, uh, not on the on my couch, on the sofa, but I was sitting on, on, on the floor with, on the carpet and uh, just talking to the Lord. My eyes were closed. There was no one in the room, in the house. In fact, it was the middle of the day. And I felt somebody come and sit on the uh, on the sofa right next to me, it was just behind my back. I was leaning on it. I felt the sofa just go down, and I immediately knew it was the presence of Jesus. He didn't tell me what to do, what not to do. But at that time, I was really struggling uh, and asking uh, the Father, "Say, Father, show me what to do." And He didn't show me immediately what to do, but He came and and sat there, and I felt that physical presence of Jesus in that place. Man, I can I can feel right now, you know, why I'm saying this, you know, that that awesome presence of God. So when when you ha- don't have clarity, that's okay. Don't beat yourself about it, but sit down in His presence between just you and Him, and tell Him, give me that clarity. I want my perception should be clear so that I can participate in what you want me to do, and He will do it. Because this, the enemy will try to bring distortion in what God has said. Try to uh, you know uh, to to distort it by putting all kinds of other sounds in it in your ear, but make sure that your ear is tuned uh, to the voice of the Father. My sheep hear my voice and they know me. So you know the voice. You're not new people. You're not new into the kingdom. You know the voice. So listen to his voice because every one of you, every one of us is called and sent out. Now the word apostle, apostolos means to be called or sent out. So I don't care if you've got uh, you know a, a Bible college degree or a double degree or you're anointed by the holy uh, cloud or whatever God's word says you are called and you are sent out he's called you and he sent you out which makes you an apostle an apostle is one who's sent out now why is it important for an apo- for you to understand that you are an apostle is because you are sent out and because you are sent out you have a word to bring forth. You have a mandate, an apostolic mandate that is given unto you. Now, some people will like to tell you that an, apost- uh, an, an, uh, an apostolic mandate has to come down from, you know, the line of bishops and, uh, you know, the the elders in the church have to lay hands on you. Uh, we've got elders who can lay hands on us. We call the elders in the cloud to lay hands on us. I mean, I'm a little bit out of the box, and I don't care what people have to say. You know, we're living, we're living out of the box. So you can call forth and say, you know what, Lord, I want the elders. You know, uh, Francis, uh, Saint Francis, uh, Saint Columbus, uh, Saint uh, Thomas, uh, Saint Patrick, uh, Uncle Paul, Uncle Abraham, if you want to call them, Grandpa Noah, whoever it is, whatever you want to give them, titles, names, lay hands. Call forth that laying on of hands from the cloud because we are we, we are this church that is on the earth as well as in heaven. We, mirror reality, you know, mirror reality is true. It's there. We're living in two different worlds. We are multidimensional, interdimensional. We're seated on the earth as well as we're seated in heaven. So, you know, you've got... Uh, the host of angels, the host of the saints of God. Uh, Hebrews chapter 12, verse 22 and 24, it says, we've come to this place called Mount Zion. It's the city of the living God. It's heavenly Jerusalem where God dwells. It's the church. It's the place where the saints who have gone ahead of us, they are there. The angels are there celebrating. And you know, we've got all of them to lay hands upon us and say, you know what? Yes, you are sent out. So you have an uh, apostolic calling. You have an apostolic mandate on your life. Now, as an apostolic uh, calling is manifesting on your life, as an as an apostolic mandate is manifesting on your life, there are three A's. The alphabet A. There are three A's, not the A A A like the alcoholic anonymous. That's different. That's a different spirit. <laughs> that's the spirit. That's the fruit. That's the spirit of the fruit. But we are filled with the fruit of the spirit. It's not the same. It's just a different thing. So the three A's that are coming upon us or upon us right now is appointment. 
as an apostle, as a called out person, as a as somebody who's ma- who has an apostolic mandate, you have an appointment. Okay, you've got the appointment. God knows what He's called you for. You got the appointment. The second thing, second A, is the alignment. God is aligning you for a purpose. God's aligning you for a very special purpose. And once you are aligned, then comes the assignment. You know, a lot of people say, I'm appointed and I'm called to go out. No, no, no. We need something in the middle called alignment. If you drive your car for a year over rough terrain and don't align your wheels, the next time you try to drive on the highway, you're going to be trying, struggling with the steering. You're going to have to keep working it hard for it to go in a straight line. So you need, we need that alignment. So we've got appointment, but right after appointment comes alignment. Once the alignment is set, you can fulfill your assignment. If you're an apostle, we are all apostles. You don't need anyone to come and give you a title saying that you're, you know, your apostle uh, Sharon or apostle Betsy or apostle uh, Sylvia. No, no, no. God has called you. God has called you. So you've got the appointment. You've got the alignment. The alignment is happening right now. And the assignment has been given. So once the alignment is set, then the assignment starts taking place. It begins to fall uh, in place. So you are sent, you know, as an apostle, as a child of God, as one who's received the apostolic mandate as an influencer, you are sent to break through in the spirit realm and experience resultant territorial expansion. So God has sent you out. So the alignment is done. He's aligned you up with the spirit, aligned you up with the angels, aligned you up with the, uh, the heavenly host. Uh, you have the power of God in you, in your life so that you can have territorial expansion. So write that down. Territorial expansion. God is giving you breakthrough in territorial expansion. Now, territorial expansion can mean different things for different people. It can mean that uh, if you look at it in the context of the church, as a building, as a, as a place of uh, gathering for people, yeah, God can give you territorial expansion in that place so you can, you can grow in that. But I'm saying think outside the box. Don't just think in the box of, of religion. In, in your territory, what is the place that where you have an influence? Your workplace, your business. If you're a teacher in the school, if you're, if you're a business person in your business, territorial expansion. God is bringing territorial expansion. He's giving you also, the, giving the church, in fact, the general body of Christ, is giving us uh, the, the ones who, who walk in that apostolic mandate, like everybody, because we are all called, is giving us the ability to build global networks. And, and this Zoom, uh, having a Zoom call like this, is proof of what I'm saying, that God is in the business of expanding uh, our territories and giving and helping us to build global networks. Two, three years ago, this would not be possible. You'd have to travel, take the flight, travel down to East London, come and minister in the church, or Sharon will have to take the flight, go to somewhere else, go to some other country, and then minister the word. So God is giving us global uh, uh, the ability to build global networks that is unhindered by natural or cultural norms. Okay, it's it's not going to be hindered by natural or cultural norms or you know or restrictions. So right now we can't travel, right? But you can still build that global network that goes beyond any restrictions, you know, borders and airports and all of that stuff. So he's giving you this uh, this grace to do that and leverage the strength from many across the earth towards a singular kingdom purpose. So that's exactly, again, what's happening with our Zoom calls. We are able to leverage the strength and the anointing and the calling and the, and the wisdom and the expertise of different preachers from around the world, from across the globe, towards one singular kingdom purpose. Obviously, we're not going to call every Tom, Dick and Harry to minister on our calls because you don't want to have some crazy word being sent out that doesn't make sense, right? So this, I believe, is a time where God is giving us that leverage, that strength, to leverage the strength that, that, that He has put into His people all across the globe. 
all across the earth to bring them uh, together so that we can build that sing for a singular kingdom purpose. You know, he's giving us insight into human life, current human life as ap apostles. He's given us that elevated vision. Apostles have elevated vision. Okay, it doesn't mean, like I said, it's, it's not like unless somebody ordains you from the church that you're an apostle. Uh, you are an apostle because God called you and he sent you out. So apostles have elevated vision. So he's giving you insight into the mind of God regarding current human life and the power to construct the, those designs in the lives of people. So what God is doing is he's giving you insight into the mind of God. Is giving you insight into his own mind. So write that down. God's giving me insight into his mind. So, you know, we've been praying for this. Let this mind be in me, which was in Christ Jesus. Well, this is the time. He's giving us insight into the mind of God regarding human life. Okay, regarding people. He's going to give you, he's going to lead you to speak the right stuff to people that's going to elevate them. You're not going to tell them what to do, but you're just going to assure them into what God wants them to do. And the power, he's giving you the power to construct those designs, to help them build those designs so that their lives uh, will be built up. So that's, I believe God is going to do that. Because you are sent, right? You, you and I are sent. Uh, we have the capability to leverage insight and build strategies uh, into the wider expression of God's kingdom. So, strategies god's bringing uh is giving you leverage insight higher insight higher vision into strategies and and this was something so uh so amazing uh that god began to give me because uh i never knew anything about the financial market i had a desire in me to do business when i was uh you know a teenager and i actually did some business and was very successful uh you know during school holidays and i kind of forgot forgot about that and uh, never wanted to get into that, never thought about it uh, because I was already in the ministry and stuff. But God began to give me insight uh, into strategies, building strategies uh, that can bring influence in the life of people, into the church, uh, into ex-church structures, you know, not just the church, but outside the church structure and systems of the earth. So whether it is in the, in the ministry or whether it is in business, or whatever it is, God is giving you strategies. There's, he's giving you insight, that high sight, you know, elevated vision, uh, to leverage that and to get strategies uh, to use, not only in the church, but outside the church. More importantly, outside the church. Because uh, in the past, it has been like the influence is in the church, in the church, everything is in the church, the glory is in the church. And then we struggle outside. You know, I was like that, you know, for many years, preach about the glory of how God will provide all, all the stuff, uh, amazing word, all that stuff, saying that God is a faithful provider. But then uh, in my financial life, in my own life, I struggled. I struggled. I struggled. I literally struggled. And then God gave me insight. God gave me insight into what he is going to do. He spoke to me, told me to do some stuff. I got into that stuff. And then he began to give me strategies. And I just worked with those strategies. I've taught some people those strategies. And, and I'm, I've seen those strategies work in my life and in the lives of the people I taught. And I saw the influence, to bring influence, in not just into the church structure, but outside the church, into systems of the earth, you know, into different places, uh, not just in, in, to church, you know, but to those outside the church. And God is, is doing that. He is in the process of it. The, he's giving us insight, strategy, so that you can bring, bring influence outside the church. Because the, the church, when we talk about the church, that's just an uh, exclusive group of people. But he wants us to, to, to look globally at you know, the inclusive group of people, that's the world. You know, the church has always been very exclusive. This is, we are the church. And when you talk about inclusion or including everybody else, then it becomes, oh, they are preaching inclusion doctrine. No, God so loved the world. That was inclusive, right? It's not exclusive. It was, an, it, it was inclusive. That's the inclusive doctrine. He included everybody in his salvation. And unfortunately, because 
churches have not been listening to that in the past. God is now raising up leaders like you and me, all of us, to be able to take these strategies into the world. Be an influence. When you are when you become influential in your life and you see the strategies work in your life, insight into things and you know succeed in business and in the corporate world, people are going to look at you outside and say, you know what, hey, teach me this. Show me what I need to do. And when that happens, when you start teaching them, they're going to follow you. And when they follow you, they're going to see Jesus. Right? And that's the purpose. See, see God, the strategy is changing. It's not, uh, yes, we lived in a time when we saw great preachers like, you know, Reynard Bonke stand up and hundreds of thousands of people uh, fill the meeting and, you know, people come to the Lord. That was an era. We're living in a different era and we're living to, in, in a time where we are called to impact a different kind of uh, people and that's the people of the world the corporate world and i believe god is doing that so god i believe god is also bringing revelation capacity because you are an apostle because he's given you that insight that elevated insight you will have revelation capacity uh, and the ability to open the eyes of people and to build within them to build inside of those people the correct perception system and that's what we are busy with we're not busy with, you know, thus saith the Lord, so-and-so, so-and-so is going to happen. i tell you this and tell you that. No, we're trying to help people have that correct perception. Build a clear perception inside of them so that they can now hear the voice of the Father. Yeah, okay, God is bringing, I believe, also as an apostle that is called, that, that he has called us, he's giving us the ability to understand and reveal prophetic promises of the futuristic dimension. Okay, and not just you know for today, you know, as if you look at uh, the, the the prophets of the Old Testament, some of them would be like you know just come and say this is going to happen, this is going to happen, and if you look carefully and study the prophetic, uh, you know, like for Elisha and Elijah, they had prof prophetic uh, insight into f into the future, what's going to happen far into the future. So I believe that is something that God is putting into our spirits and activating it. It, it starts activating when we start getting aligned. When you're aligned, it starts, everything starts falling into place. It's like the tracks uh, you know, for the train. If the tracks are aligned, the train can run well. If it's not aligned, it's not going to go anywhere. It's going to derail. And a lot of prophetic ministries actually derail or actually come to a standstill and become like you know, this um, uh, mobile... A food train, you know, like you get food, the can't, train can't go anywhere, there's no tracks, so the best next thing to do is like make those, uh, the train coaches as, you know, um, mobile restaurants, so you can come there, eat something and walk away. So I, I just went to one of, uh, I, I drove down today to one uh, particular place to get something, and they've got one of these old VWs, the, the you know, the Volkswagen the the vans, the old ones, you know, the one which is kind of rounded shape, old ones. They have taken that and they have uh, set it up in a with you know beautiful paint, nice shiny alloy wheels. But it's a mobile restaurant. Actually, it's a very unique uh, uh, thing that they have done in Mauritius. Uh, somebody from South Africa actually came and did that and 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 the name of that business is is called Biltong <laughs> so uh that's what they have done but it catches the eye because you know for, for many people they've never seen a VW uh, like that you know and it's they've they've made it into a mobile restaurant a food truck a lot of ministries, prophetic ministries have ended up like that, you know, a mobile food truck. You just come there, get your food because it's not going anywhere. I believe the prophetic is, uh, it, it, word is for futuristic. It has a futuristic dimension to it where, it where we are able to speak into the lives of people and tell them, hey, listen, this, this, this is going to happen. You're going to prophesy it to your own life first. And when you see it happen into your own life, you're going to be, have the boldness to prophesy it out to others and they're going to see it happen in your life. So God is giving you revelation capacity, uh, the ability to speak prophetically 
but with a futuristic dimension. It's not going to be something that's uh, just for now or you know the next two days. It's going to be for the next five years, the next three years, next seven years. So what now? What what is God actually doing now? I believe God is uh, impressing upon our spirit and heart of all the things that He has already been doing in our lives. You know, so if you if either tonight or tomorrow when you have time, if you just sit down and just meditate on what He's been doing, you're going to see what He's been telling you and how has He been working in your life just over the last one year. Just over the last one year, it's going to be amazing. When that happens or when, you, when you're able to focus on that and look back and say, you know, okay, this is what God has been doing in my life, then everything that I've been saying is just going to fall in place because you are called, you are appointed, His Spirit dwells in you, He's empowered you to accomplish the purpose He has for you. You know, He's appointed you, he's called, you've got the appointment of God, uh, on your life, You've, he's aligned you to what he wants you to hear. The 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 clarity, the sound, uh, in in the spirit that's been going out, and the assignment. The assignment is not just for you know to preach the gospel to bring people. The assignment is where where you be an influencer uh, in the world. And I I want to take you back to uh, to the life of Joseph. You know, I love talking about Joseph. Uh, I will be going live in maybe in the next week, uh, one day, talk about uh, Joseph and his financial principles. But I just want to drop this here tonight. Every every country pays tax, right? We we we, we got this ten percent tax and twenty percent tax and all kinds of tax. You know where it started? Look at Joseph. Joseph is the dude who went and implemented tax. So if you're paying tax, thank Mr. Joseph. <laughs> Read it in the Word. That's what he did. But Joseph's influence didn't come when he had the dreams and he shared it with his, uh, you know, his parents and brothers and sisters. Technically speaking, that parents, brothers and sisters were his church. And if you call, if you want to look at it like in in that uh, aspect, uh, when he shared it with the church, they 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 were ready to stone him. They said this guy is talking rubbish. Finally, they sold him out. When he tried to, you know, be an influence again uh, in the prison, it didn't work because he wasn't aligned. It, it wasn't yet the time for his alignment. The appointment was there. God had called him. Uh, he never knew the assignment because the alignment hadn't come. Once the alignment came, the alignment came when Pharaoh now had the dream. You see, your level of influence goes far beyond what you think. Joseph had dreams. And he shared it with other people like, you know, he thought these people are like me, just like me. They've got dreams and, you know, I explained the dreams to them. They couldn't help him. But the anointing or the, or the influence that God has put on your life reaches far above the ones around you, the people around you. It goes far beyond into what I would call the corporate world of that time. You know, the economic world, the, the, uh, the kingdom of that time, it went into, when it, it, began, it, it had to influence Pharaoh's life for, for Joseph to be able to become successful. So when Pharaoh had the dreams, now it's time because, see, God, when he aligns you, he aligns you with the greats. He wants you to go up. He wants you to make an influence in the world. Joseph's influence would never have made an impact with his father and his brothers. Nothing. It would not have. He had to come to a point where his, his, he would be aligned and elevated to that position uh, with Pharaoh. And only God can do that. Only he can do that. And that's what he's doing right now. He's elevating you to a place to a, uh, of influence in the world, not in the church, in the world. Because we have, the church has neglected the world for all along, all these years. And I believe it's time that this change, we th we've thrown away religion a long time ago. okay? But when our influence starts influencing the corporate world, they're going to look at you and say, wow, how did you do it? How did you do it? And when you start telling them 
what God is telling you. Like, you know, you're going to be able to speak to them and tell them, you know, get into this investment. Don't get into that investment. And when that happens, they're going to say, wow, how did you know that? You could easily know it. You could probably say, you know, I mean, you probably heard the father speak to you. Maybe you heard it from an angel. And I believe God is, uh, you know, angels have been assigned. Uh, it, it would be wrong for me to say God is assigning angels to you right now because he has already assigned them to us. They are already there. Every single one of you have angels. There's angels for all kinds of stuff that happens because they are there. Angels came in and helped Jesus, spoke to Jesus, they strengthened Jesus. An angel came and rolled away the tombstone. So many of them for different purposes, different angels. So angels are going to probably come and tell you as well what to do, what not to do. So your level of influence is going to grow. Uh, Joseph level, uh, Joseph's level of influence uh, grew and manifested his assignment only came after he was aligned up with Pharaoh. And then Joseph became the prime minister. So that's where God wants you to come. Same with uh, when you read the book of, uh, when you read uh, the life of Solomon. Solomon had wisdom. Yeah. But when the wealth and the wisdom came, when they aligned together, that's when people started coming and, you know, wanting to talk to him, wanting to listen to his wisdom. The wealth came to him. Solomon, uh, uh, in my opinion, I could be wrong. Solomon was not, a, was not a very bright guy. I mean, imagine this guy. He's got the wisdom of God, but he, but he has 300 wives and 700 concubines. And not a very wise thing to do, right? <laughs> I mean, he must have been, must have been really desperate or, or, or what, what was wrong with him. I, I mean, I've got no clue. If he was really wise, he would not have done that. <laughs> I mean, 1,000 of them. Yeah, you yeah, that's bad. <laughs> but but when his wealth increased and his wisdom increased, people came from all around the world. Uh, he may not be classified as the most wise guy today, but he's definitely known as one of the richest men who ever lived. Wisdom-wise, there are people today who are much wiser than him, who have in invented amazing things. But in wealth-wise, this guy was huge. He was big. And when you look at the glory that the Word of God speaks, one part of the glory, or at least the glory, includes financial prosperity. And I believe that is something that God is bringing into the church, opening up our eyes and showing us that when we succeed, people we're going to be able to impact the lives of people around us and when that happens, people are going to be drawn to the Christ in us. Now, last year on the 21st of December, uh, that is 21st December 2020, the planets Jupiter and Saturn were aligned as one. Okay, this you can verify it. It's on. It was on Google. You can Google it. I, I, I saw it. I saw. I saw that. Uh, the, it looked like a huge bright star because it happened at. At that point in time in December, 21st of December, a lot of people were calling it the Bethlehem star or the Christmas star. Okay, so, and this happened, uh, the last time that this happened was about 800 years ago. Okay, so it happened on the 21st of December, uh, 2020. And if you still look, it's it's about uh, 825 in, uh, in South Africa. If you look eastward, you look in the eastern sky, you will see a bright star. And that is actually Jupiter and Saturn that's starting to move away. But they're still close that to the naked eye, it looks as one star. Look at it. You, if you got, if you got uh, a, uh, an app on your phone that allows you to look at the stars and tell you what it is, there are a lot of apps, you know, like star lights, star sky, sky app, whatever. You can just point your phone to, the, to that star in the eastern sky right now. And you will see Jupiter and Saturn uh, in that bright star. You will, you will see it. And now they are actually moving apart. They are starting to move apart. And the next time that they will come back together, probably another 800 years. <laughs> uh, we might be alive. I don't know. Because God's word says, you know, we will live forever. So, so what I want to say is, for 800 years, this has never happened. And now, last year it happened, 21st of December, they were as one, when they were like, like joined together as one. Now, if you look at church history, if you look at church history, let's uh, rewind back to the year 
you know, 1200, you know, or 1150, 1200. And you just look at church at that time. Look at the divine intervention of God with the saints. Look at the, you, you probably see a lot of, uh, you know, uh, uh, Catholic saints, uh, you know, uh, uh priest and you know having experiences with angels and you know uh walking through walls mystic monks uh doing some amazing things healing and all of that stuff you will you will read about it now i'm asking us a question i'm not saying this i'm not saying god told me this i'm asking us a question are we living in a time or are we coming to a time when god is saying you know what i'm going to do something different I'm going to do something different because when Jesus was born, uh, two other planets lined up together, which looked like uh, a huge star that was pointing down, and that was Jupiter and Venus. It's it's uh, it's scientifically proven. There's lots of stuff on it. There was a movie made, The Bethlehem Star. You can watch that. It was two planets. So it was Jupiter and and Venus that lined up together that pointed down. That the wise men saw that star and came and found Jesus. So when the wise men saw the star, they came bearing gifts. The wise men who came, they were people of influence. They came bearing gifts. They saw the alignment of the planets. Remember I said something about alignment earlier? So I believe God is bringing that alignment. He's bringing that alignment. And when they saw it, they, they saw it as stars. When you look in the eastern sky tonight, you will see the stars. What does the Bible say? He will make us like the stars. We are like the stars of heaven. You know, he's made a, he's, he spoke to, to, to Abraham and he said, your descendants will be like the stars of heaven. So are we stars? Are we like those stars? Is that a sign to us? Is that God saying? Uh, because God says, I will speak to you. Whole creation speaks of his glory. Okay, the wise men, when 2,000 years ago, they brought gifts and they came. Okay, now I'm, I'm saying, this is me saying this. I believe that we are in a time where God is giving us th those gifts. He has aligned us with His Word and His Spirit and He's giving us those gifts so that we can take those gifts and change the lives of people around. Now, interestingly, I mean, uh, there's a lot, uh, for some people it's very controversial, but I believe God speaks to us through, uh, through all of creation. To all of creation, you look in the word, there's so much the Bible talks about, you know, uh, the stars. He calls the stars by his na their names. Uh, his breath creates new galaxies every single day. And scientists are actually uh, uh, are saying that new galaxies are still being formed every single day. So that means God's word is true. And God speaks to these planets. He speaks to the stars. He's in control of every single thing. Now, since you can still see Jupiter and Saturn lined up, but actually moving apart now, the next time they will come again in that circle will be around about 800 years later. I just, you know, for curiosity's sake, okay, I don't, I don't believe in being boxed into some uh, school of thought. I believe in being open because the Spirit of God is inside of us and He leads us into all truth. So I said, let me just uh, see what do these planets represent. And I was surprised. I was surprised. Jupiter represents growth. It represents expansion. I spoke about expansion just now. I spoke about growth. You know, work, global growth, expansion. It speaks about healing. It speaks about prosperity. It speaks about good fortune. It speaks about miracles. Now, Saturn as a planet represents responsibility, hard work, and determination. Now, I, I, I don't think that's by chance. Okay, even if it is by chance, it's, it's, it's a pretty good chance because he sp it speaks about, Saturn speaks about responsibility. You and I have a responsibility. It speaks about hard work. You and I have been working hard. It speaks about determination. Every single one of you on this call tonight are determined to see what God wants to see, to, to do what God wants to do, to hear what God is saying and to do it and to bring growth, to bring expansion, to bring healing, to bring prosperity, to bring good fortune, to bring miracles, signs and wonders in, the lives of pe in our lives and the lives of people. So I'm asking us this question we accept it. We, we were perfectly okay with ex, uh, accepting 
that the uh, wise men followed the signs of the planets, the alignment of planets to come and see Jesus and bring gifts, gifts that represented something. So I'm saying, are we ready to look at this and say, maybe, just maybe, just maybe God is trying to tell us, hey, listen, that alignment is upon us. This is our generation for that alignment because in the naked eye, you look at the eastern sky, you see the planet Jupiter and Saturn as one star. As one star. If you've got a telescope, a powerful telescope, it's going to zoom out into two. But you can see it as one single star with your naked eye. So maybe, maybe is God trying to say, we are in alignment. Look up, look up. You see my glory in the, in the heavens and I'm saying to you that you are in alignment. I don't know. I believe it. I'm, I'm, I'm so crazy enough to believe it because I want to go where God wants, wants me to go. I don't care about, you know, living a dead religious life. I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I believe we're living in times that the Father is causing us to walk in growth, personal and corporate, healing, prosperity, miracles, signs and wonders, because we have stuck with our responsibility, worked hard. We have been determined to do what God is saying to do. We worked hard to build things up. And I believe it's time that God is saying, hey, now I'm bringing that alignment because the alignment is here the assignment starts operating. It just starts manifesting. Because I, I, I believe, personally I believe this, and I believe it's, you're going to agree with this, the paradigm shift is upon us. That, that's a huge shift. The paradigm shift is a change that happens when the usual way of thinking about or doing something is replaced by a new and different way. And that is exactly where we are right now in the church. The way we've been doing things in the past, we can maybe sometime go back to it. That's fine. That's okay. But I believe God has allowed this to happen so that the way we do church is different, so that we can bring this word across and you know impact lives of people all around the globe. Because I believe where we are going from now, uh, we're going to see some amazing things happen. 2021, 2022, 2023, it's going to go on. We're going to see great things coming upon it. You know, as influencers, we're going to see this happen. We're seeing the paradigm shift. As influencers, yes, we need to see that paradigm shift. And we are right now. We're bang in the middle of that paradigm shift. So take it. If you, if you feel the Lord is ministering something to you with that, take it. Be awesomely blessed. I'm done. Uh, I hope I didn't take too much of time. But uh, thank you, Sharon, for allowing me to share the word. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And I pray that uh, uh, you, you'll, you'll be blessed uh, as you take this word and live this word.